Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pocket Toy. It's a new year and a new podcast. We have we have removed all of the things about the podcast that you know that we ha- that it was about before, and now the podcast is all about crypto. We the we heard we've heard the demands. <laughs> there are no not enough crypto podcasts out there, and we have decided to make one ourselves. Um, actually, this might this this might be better for me personally because after this fucking car drove through a game store story started blowing up, I've been followed by like forty crypto guys today, and I don't know <laughs> why they're following me. What? But they're gonna have a real bad time very soon. That's so weird. <laughs> it's been like every time I go to like, oh, who's this person just followed me? It's some fucking crypto idiot, and I'm like, why are you following me? <laughs> But whatever. Anyway, uh, no, we're joking. It's still the same podcast. It's been the same podcast for like 12 years now. It's it's not going to change. <laughs> it's it's going to stay the same, I'm sure. Um, but my name is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackal27. With me, as always, is my incredibly devastatingly handsome co-host. It's me, Addison. You can follow me at Addison underscore L on Twitter and probably other places. Who knows? Yeah. You can also follow the show at Pocketoid on Twitter, and you can find links to all of our other stuff on our website at pocketoidpodcast.com. You can also find a link there and in our pinned tweet on our Twitter to join our wholesome, fun, incredible Discord, uh, where we have banned all talk of that new Harry Potter video game, because, God, (laughs) you know what? Let's just not even get into it. (laughs) Yeah, goes without saying. <laughs> so yeah, uh but other than so if you need a place to come and talk about video games that aren't that one, um yeah, come come check out our Discord community. <laughs> uh and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I need to get into. Uh we're going to start streaming again soon, I promise. Uh it's just not happening yet. But we're going to do it. I promise. It's going to happen. Uh very soon. <laughs> and allegedly. I guess allegedly <laughs> allegedly is a great because of, you know, the implications. Like, the impl- <laughs> where yeah yeah there's a lot of shit uh but honestly like i really do miss streaming and we should get back to that for sure um it'd be fun to play that new theater rhythm game since yeah. it has like a, a two-player same screen mode yeah and, uh, and can... you could get some nice uh nice input delay going through the elgato <laughs> <laughs> no the way we the way we do it you don't get the input delay like on the tv as we're playing mm. uh I don't think you would anyway. Who knows? Anyway, um, that's that's all our stuff we're going to plug. Hey, let's get into the show. Addison, what have you been playing? Well, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I go through those seasons of like doing really good at focusing on one or two games. And then I go mm-hmm. through my seasons of I'm going to play anything that comes to my mind. <laughs> And so I've just been playing a countless amount of video games, Jordan, but uh, we'll just kind of focus on the ones that have taken up the most amount of my time lately. Uh, The first one being uh, Power Wash Simulator. They put out some Tomb Raider DLC, and so I've been spending a lot of time on that. Uh, It's been a little bit more substantial than I expected because I thought it, you know, free DLC that's Tomb Raider based. You're going to give me like one level, but it's actually five levels. And uh, so far, the first two actually took a good amount of time. They were really big. The first one was like Croft Manor. And then the next one was uh, Laura Croft's um, 
like training grounds behind the manor. And so that took um, a lot longer than I would have thought. Uh, so that's been really fun. And there was the demo that came out for Theater Rhythm. And so I played that. And then yes. uh, Theater Rhythm clicked for me. <laughs> And yes. so grabs my uh, 3DS that I'm the, I... I'm the, I, I'm the sicko outside your window. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so then um, I grabbed my 3DS that I had um, put an SD card into before that had nothing malicious or uh, <laughs> anything on it that Mario would be mad or sad about. And uh, I pointed... <laughs> Pointed that 3DS at a QR code, and uh, you know what? It's not important. I've been playing Theater Rhythm Curtain Call, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that game is great. Uh, who yeah. knew? Who knew? I don't know why no one in my life has ever talked about Theater Rhythm before. Like it's it's great. Yeah, I don't I don't know why I didn't tell you about that sooner, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's game's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Um, I have not played as much Final Fantasy as you, but I still really enjoy all the music. And yeah. uh, even if like I'm unlocking these characters and being like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who she is. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, this one. Sure. I don't care. Let's play more music. Uh, That's me unlocking all the Final Fantasy 14 content, like everything else and all the other Final Fantasy games. I'm like, oh, my God, it's that dude from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Oh, and then it's, it's like lightning comes from to Final lightning Fan returns. I love <laughs> lightning. That's uh, no, Jordan that's, when he no, plays theater. No, room. that's not what I'm saying, because even, even with that one, though, I'm like, oh, it's it's lightning. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's snow. From Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> yep. But then when I get to Final Fantasy 14, they're like, oh, it's Ishtola from Final... I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I, don't... I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Except I... now that I've... Because I've actually put in, you know, like a couple years ago, I put in like a lot of hours into that first, you know, A Realm Reborn. And now I kind of know who those characters are, but I still don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I never got to the good story parts. But anyway. Well, that game has been super fun, and it has led to me now trying to see what I can find for the Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm game. But I've been having yeah. a little bit of trouble um, getting my my grubby, dirty mitts on, on that one. <laughs> Um, Somebody else on my Twitter feed was playing that this week. They were like getting all the because I guess there's some free DLC that when the eShop goes down, I guess in a few days, uh, that's going to be gone. So if I think you want, it's I guess further out than a though, few days, isn't it? I don't know. Though I guess um, if you're using uh, other methods, you don't have to worry about that. So yeah, you know, yeah, I think I'm <laughs> think I'm all right. Um. <laughs> And then the only other game that I could really think to to talk about is uh, one that we're going to be talking about a little bit later. So nice. I think I'm I think I'm good for now. Okay, I know you've been playing more, but you know, there's, I mean, uh, there's a lot of games. Yeah, I have been playing more. I mean, let me just look at Steam real quick. Uh -oh, oh, actually, okay, I'll talk. A little bit. All right. So I, I'll throw a, a couple more things out here. I've been okay. um, bouncing back and forth between Persona 3 Portable and Persona 5 because nice. what's more unhinged than playing two Persona games at the same time? Like, 
what am I doing? What, what do I think is going to happen here? Do I, do I honestly think I'm going to play through both of these and complete them? I no, don't know, but don't, you sure I are doing think, it. I'm doing it. I, it's stupid. Um, and then I have also been kind of dipping in and out of Elden Ring. And nice. so I finally um, beat Margit, who is like the first like real annoying boss. Um, a lot of people say that that's one of the most challenging fights in the game. Um, so I have just been exploring the castle and, um, been having fun with that game. That game is, is really cool. It's, uh, a lot like, I don't know, like an edgy breath of the wild, but like more fun than that sounds (laughs) like, it's not like, (laughs) it's not like Elden Ring goes, fuck. It's not like that, but (laughs) It's just like, okay, this yeah, is a yeah. lot darker and more uh, uh, eldritch than Breath of the Wild is. Um, so, yeah. But what have you been playing? Nice. Um, let me see. Uh, I have also been playing that their theater rhythm demo. Um, boy, I could talk a lot about that. Holy shit. Um, you know what? Why don't I talk a lot about it? Who, who cares? We can talk about some theater rhythm Go stuff. I'm it. sure like... I know when it that comes you out, have we'll have, I do have thoughts. I know when it comes out, we will have, you know, full review. Um, but yeah, as someone who has played a metric fuck ton of theater rhythm, uh, curtain call for the 3ds and then now played this, I do have some thoughts. So the new one that's coming out, it's called final bar line and it's out. There's a demo out on the switch and on PS4, the demos data carries over to the uh, full game. If you'd like to go try it, I would recommend trying it. Um, it is based on an arcade game and you can kind of feel that because it feels like it's lacking some of the single player features and customization stuff from Curtain Call, which at first was very disappointing to me because I really like that stuff. Like in Curtain Call, you can do things like change your sound effects for like when you're playing the game. There's just there's just a lot of little nice little things you can do. And there's also a really cool mode that is my favorite part of that game called uh, Medley Mode, where you can basically get... Um, these little maps and they're almost like a roguelike map where it's just randomized and you can go through the map and kind of choose branching paths and things uh, and fight bosses and get keys and unlock doors to progress further in the path. Um, But the path is made up of different songs and the songs are all kind of, you know, the same difficult, similar difficulty. And, uh, you know, as you go through the map, you fight a boss at the end and it's fun. And then once you finish the map, you get a new map that's a little more challenging and you could exchange them through street pass. And you could also, I think, exchange them online through the multiplayer too. Um, and I love those. Medley mode is my favorite. It's like 90% of what I played in that game, but this game doesn't have medley mode. And I was pretty bummed about that. Um, instead it exchanges that for, what is called like series quests, I think it's called, where you go through all the songs from a specific game. And there are parts where it lets you choose, like you can pick this song or this song, but then like there's no branching path or anything. You still just move in a straight line down this path uh, and go through all the songs from that game. However, in the demo, you can't play all the songs from any one game. There's only like four or five games it lets you choose from, and you only can play about half the songs from that game. So I'm curious to see if in the full game, once you've, 
you know, completed all the songs for that game in the series, if it like unlocks a randomization mode or something. Um, Cause I think it would be kind of lame if it's just like, okay, you play through all the songs from final fantasy seven and now you've unlocked those and you can replay them whenever you want to. And you know, the, like the initial, like the, the core gameplay is so satisfying enough and so fun that I will still, and I will still have a great time. It'll still be a great game, but it's like, I think what makes theater rhythm really special is some of those like RPG elements, you know, like that you th- you're throwing into a rhythm game. And so, you know, if there's not a way to kind of customize the experience or feel like you're, I don't know, on a little adventure, then like, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you guys doing? So yeah, that's like my biggest, I'd say that's my biggest complaint is the, the lack of medley mode. Um, that said, the gameplay is really fun. I guess another thing that I don't think is a complaint, but is like, huh, that's interesting. That's an interesting choice is they've added new inputs. So, you know, obviously you got more buttons, especially two analog sticks. And so now you have like double inputs where like you'll have to push two buttons at once, right? Or like um, push them in like uh, sequential order or or there's even two analog like movements that require two analog sticks to move like in the opposite direction or you know just some different things and in the original theater rhythm I really liked how simple it was it was like you're either pushing one button or you're moving the analog stick and those are like your inputs and um, I think that this is gonna that you know it kind of complicates things a little bit it's gonna add more of a learning curve to the game but I also think, you know, after I've played for, I've played this demo now probably for like 15 hours, I bet. <laughs> like played a lot of it. Probably not that much, but I've played it a lot. And it's like, I've gotten used to it now at this point. And I'm like, you know what? If you just, if you play with the shoulder buttons, like R and L as your, as your two buttons, and then you use the analog sticks, you can get used to it. And um, it may not be as kind of accurate. It might, it might complicate things just a little more, but I don't think that it's, you know, too much. Um, I think I would still prefer a simpler input scheme, um, but definitely I don't think they should add anything more. Like, I don't think that if they make another one of these, they should be like, Hey, let's add some more inputs. Like, it's like, you know, like it's, it'd be like adding more inputs to DDR. It's like, no, like you've got a perfect thing going. You got, you got just as much stuff as you need. You don't need to add to that. So I don't know. It's, I think you can take that or leave it. Fortunately, the demo is free, so you can try it out and see if that's going to bother you or not. Um, but I think the game's still worth it because like you're getting 385 songs in just the base game alone, along with like four or five DLC packs that are going to add God. So like so much more, I think they said like 50 additional songs um, from all across the spectrum. I really like the visuals. I really like the audio. Uh, It sounds incredible when you're playing like on a TV over like a stereo system. Um, It's like, I like how, and they did this in Curtain Call too, but it's like even more so here. I like how whenever you're playing a song from a certain series, all the background, you know, like locations and things, and even like the trees and stuff are from that game. Uh, like the design of everything looks like that game. Um, and even the enemies like change designs to look more like their design from whatever game you're, mm-hmm. you know, whatever game's song you're playing. Um, and I think that stuff's cool. I, I love those little details. I wish that, I'm hoping and I'm wishing that there are a few more of those details in the full version that are missing from the demo. Um, but I'm kind of just assuming the demo is a pretty solid representation of what we're going to get overall. And if that's the case, you know, it's going to be a $50 game. Like, and I think it's a hundred percent worth that um, from what I've played so far, I'll have more thoughts, you know, when the full game's out and I can do like a, you know, a full, a whole ass review. Um, 
But either way, this game's going to eat my life. <laughs> it's like, even if there isn't a little adventure mode and I'm just going through and selecting songs manually, there is a fun little feature they added in here that I like where um, whenever you finish a song, it will offer you four other songs kind of similar to that one that you just played uh, in some way, like either similar difficulty or similar series, similar uh, song type and like, you know, like genre. And it will, uh, and you can choose from those, like one of those four songs to just like keep playing and keep going through new songs. I think that's really fun. Yeah, um, it's like your and, Spotify for you, but in theater. Yeah, and it's them. yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like shuffled, yeah, shuffled up. And I, yeah, and I kind of like that. But, I mean, there are elements of that that feel a little bit closer to what I liked about the uh, medley mode. Um, but even then, it's not you know, it's not perfect. It's like there's a couple, like there's like if you're selecting those, sometimes it'll just boost you up to like a higher difficulty, <laughs> and you like have to exit out back to the menu to go back to the difficulty you want to play on. So there's there's a couple eh, there's a couple little things in there where I'm like it's I guess for me it's like I was expecting a 10 out of 10 game that was going to top a game that I already think is a 10 out of 10, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like it doesn't quite top it. I think it's kind of I don't even know if I'd say it's one rung below it, but it's like it's like a 9 out of 10 game. Uh at least what I've seen so far and it's like that's still a very good video game. I probably shouldn't be disappointed. It's just a nine when the out last of 10. game. Yeah. It's like well when the last the game garbage. was <laughs> when the last game was like so good. It just, you know, there's just little things that stick out to you. There's been a few instances of that, you know, uh, I feel like with like Nintendo games sometimes, you know, you'll like you'll pick up. I'm trying to think of an example of this, but um, like Animal Crossing, right? Like Animal Crossing, uh, new Animal Crossing. It's like New Leaf has some stuff that isn't in um, what do you call it? New Horizons. And mm-hmm. I remember that when, when when New Horizons first came out, being like, "I'm not disappointed. Like, there's this game still fucking rocks, and there's so much to do here. It's just that like it its focus is in other areas. Um, so there's some things that I was hoping for missing. But anyway, uh, I like it. I like it though. I like the demo. And even though I'm saying all of this, even though it sounds super negative, every time I turn my switch on to play the next game I'm going to talk about, I wind up playing theater rhythm again. <laughs> so it's like, it's really good. Um, anyway, so that game's good. I like it a lot. Uh, what else? What else have I been playing? Uh, before I get to my other thing. Oh yeah. I went to uh, Houston to went out of town to visit some family and I just took my game boy with me, like my little DMG, like non modded game boy. And I played uh, some game boy games, mostly like import games. And I finished a couple I finished Parodius for the Game Boy, which, damn, I, that might be, like, the most graphically impressive Game Boy game. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then I also played a Kunio-kun beat-em-up game that was localized in the U.S. as Double Dragon 2, where all they did was change the sprites <laughs> to Double Dragon sprites. Um, but but that game's great. That game's really fun. Um, I, I used to play it a lot as a kid at my friend's, my, my, my friend from Japan's house, and, um, and now I finally finished it. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably the best beat em up on the Game Boy. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. So I most, oh, yeah. And I also have been playing some Tactics Ogre the Night of Lotus on my modded Game Boy Advance. Um, still loving that game. But I haven't been back to it as much lately because now I've been playing Fire Emblem Engage. Yes. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch, which uh, I've really been <laughs> liking quite a bit. Um, 
Yeah, I know they, you've been they also done did it again. It they done did it again. I love how like looking at the whenever this game got announced, I, I, I realized this after I bought Engage. The same shit happened that happened with um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, where it got announced, and we were both like, mm, I don't know, it might not be very good this time. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, man. And then like it comes out, oh yeah, no, it's just it's good. It's Fire Emblem again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't they like I'm even the used to girls the, in there. They sure did. I'm even used to the fucking Colgate hair at this point. It doesn't even bother me. Um, that That's like an impossible feat. I don't know how they pulled that off, but... <laughs> I think it's like just the... because we have a high tolerance for anime bullshit. <laughs> of just you like, are yeah, correct. Yeah, I've seen yeah. this. I, I know. <laughs> okay, I get it. It does help, too, that this game lets you play dress up as well, because like I think that will help with... If you're like not a fan of this character design, you can put him in a new outfit. Um can't change the two-toned hair color but you know it's what it is (laughs) so um but i yeah i'm really liking fire emblem engage so far it has a lot of god the animations are incredible like just the visuals and like the animations and everything are a massive step up from three houses uh and i thought three houses looked fine but this game just looks like really good like really really good um and like speaking of like you know anime video games like those freaking cutscenes and just like the animations on like the characters during, you know, different moments and stuff. I just like keep kind of surprising me like how good all of that looks. Um, I'd put it, I'd put it right up there with like persona five, as far as like their characters, you know, ex- like emote and express. Um, and even like the animations, I guess too, kind of are also animated really well in the, both those. Yeah. Games. But there, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some inspiration there actually. Now that I'm mentioning this, I'm like, I can I could kind of see them being like people of those persona games. Let's take some inspo from that. But those like crit and, animations and, are insane. They're so yes. good. I never get sick of those. Yes. And if you th- if you're if we're taking the persona route now that I'm saying this, if you think about like the engage system and having this like fire emblem character yep. that's basically a I've JoJo thought about stand. This. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is also very persona. So so yeah, I, I think I don't know something it, there. I don't know how much of that influence in other media has been from persona and how much of it has been from JoJo's, but yeah. I feel like I've seen a lot <laughs> of that over the recent years, like with mm-hmm. Uh, Bayonetta 3 and Astral Chain and oh, true, just like yeah. having these like secondary uh, allies that you can like control that are a part of you and uh, I'm not mad about it I like it a no. lot <laughs> it's also fun in this game because like and I mean I know it's just basically fan service but you know all the all the people you're like they're that are coming to help you are past Fire Emblem characters. Yeah. So like when I saw like oh Makai is here from fucking from Radiant Dawn on the Wii, like I got super excited when I saw like Sigurd and like heard his awesome voice actor. Uh, you know, like it's like that's that stuff's very cool. And also they're like real characters that you can like have relationships with, like you can actually befriend and have support conversations with. I think that's very neat. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, Marth, how are you? It's, it's like having just having a conversation with the legendary hero Marth is like yeah. really fun, really funny to me. Uh, you're like ghost Marth who lives lives inside your ring is just a very strange relationship. Like, I love there's like a part towards the beginning of the game where like <laughs> where like because you in in so in Fire Emblem, this isn't spoilers. It's literally like in the first five minutes you play as this character who is the divine dragon and they've been asleep for like a thousand years 
Um, and you have this ring that's called an emblem ring in which Marth, the hero Marth, lives like this, or at least a version of Marth called Emblem Marth, uh, who will, you know, fight with you and for you and kind of hovers in the air like a little ghost. It's cute. Um, and there's a part early on in the game where you wake up from like a like from like sleep and then Marth's like hey oh shit are you okay and you're like oh fuck like Marth you're still here like he's like well yeah you you kept your ring on when you went to bed so I was just I was just watching over you while you slept and then you're like oh yeah that's okay I'll take my ring off next time and Marth's like no don't I like it (laughs) like he's like (laughs) I've 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 been I watched you sleep for like a thousand years it would feel weird if you took the ring off and you're like okay (laughs) That part's kind of, there's a few like weird, I mean, it's Fire Emblem and once again, anime bullshit. There's a few weird, like, I guess like even in the, like in the support conversations and things where it feels like characters are just like worshiping the ground that you walk on, which I guess you technically are kind of like, you know, a divine uh, character. Like, I think that the, like I was, so I've been playing in Japanese a little bit and the characters call you like, uh, you know, not divine dragon, but like, you know, dragon Sama. And it's like, you're like, you're the, you're their Lord. It's like, you're dragon Jesus. And so it's like, yeah, I kind, I kind of get it, I guess. It still feels odd sometimes, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. At least they're not I, calling, at least they're not calling you master. <laughs> it's just like a, just a video game thing. I just feel like I'm it used is. to it. It's yeah, it, they whatever. had that in they had that in the Fire Emblem Fates games too, but people would call you master, and that shit like felt weird there. It feels weird here, I guess, to me. Um, but you know, whatever. It's just how it is. Uh, but yeah, it's I like it. I'm I'm really liking Fire Emblem Fates. I really like the combat. I really like the new little elements they have here and there, where like characters have different abilities and roles they can play that are specific to them. Um, I like the break system, how you can knock a weapon out of the enemy's hands and they can't counterattack anymore. That's really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the music's added, incredible, um, of course. They've, it feels like they've added a ton of stuff like it that. It does. Yeah. It's, they like, really feels I, like they've added a lot. It, there was a lot more gameplay um, changes than I really expected. Same. And like, it doesn't, and, and all of it feels like cohesive. Like none of it to me feels like, oh, they've ruined Fire Emblem by adding this. It all, it all feels like it works. But at this point, I think also with the last few games in the series, each of the mainline games has really changed up a lot. Um, you know, as far as those, some of those details go. And I, yeah, it's like one game had like no more weapon durability. And then the next mm-hmm. one had like, you know, what was that? Like, People I, would and, fight with you if you had a relationship with them and just different stuff like that. And it all, it all works. It's fun. And I still catch myself, like, checking, like, oh, my weapon's going to break soon, right? Oh, wait, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I still, all the time, I'm just like, I need to I need to change the. Oh, no, we're good? Okay, all right. Was that a thing in Three Houses? Did uh, they bring that back? It's been a while, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I can't remember. I know it was a thing in Echoes. I know it came back for Echoes, but that's a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden. So that mm-hmm. makes a little more sense there, at least. I, I do really wish, I still really miss the the visual style of Echoes. I would love to see another Fire Emblem game with that same artist come back. I just really like the way they did Echoes, and then like we never saw him again. And it kind of makes me sad because 
it was a little less like anime bullshit, but it was like, I don't know. It still had like that nice vibe, but it felt a little more not classic fire emblem, but just kind of classic eighties fantasy anime type beat. And yeah. I, yeah, I liked it. It was, it was I, fun. Maybe we'll see it I again someday, like, but I feel like you get a lot of those beats in engage, but what? It's a little bit different. <laughs> No, you don't. What are you talking so? about? The kids are wearing MJF scarves, and you have, and you have Colgate hair, and there's a girl that just wears colorful bubbles all over her body. <laughs> okay, fair enough. There's a girl that has a dress that's like all weird and poofed out, like super far. Which I like. I okay. I there are a few of the character designs that have been like that's goofy, but also like it feels like they're drawing more from like the fashion of like the like 1600s, you know, or 1700s, and kind of like no, like you know nobility in in like uh, England around that time or whatever, uh, or French nobility as well. I've, I've noticed a couple of those things, and I do appreciate that because it does look different from your typical fantasy fair. And a lot of the character designs look very unique. Um, they don't look like something you've seen before in Fire Emblem. But also sometimes I'm like, hey, those neck frills do just look goofy as shit, dude. But we got to get you fixed <laughs> up with something else. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I like it, though. Yeah, it's really good. I've. Uh, what, else do, what else do you like about it? I um, I really enjoy all of the extra little systems that are very supplementary to the main combat and story, like adopting animals and just like having them in your like little base and coming across like items that they've like generated for you and cooking. I mean, the cooking thing is like kind of been there before, but it's still fun. And like, like getting to choose like which characters that you're going to do these activities with and like, um, cause you're on one hand, you're boosting like some skills and, uh, abilities for a character that is maybe like really needs it for a battle. But then you're also like, ah, I really want to spend time though with this character because I want to up their social link, um, to steal a phrase from persona, but, uh, it's just really fun to, explore around the different open areas because you also don't just have your main base of operations but you'll finish a battle and then you can run around and talk to like uh some you know your team members or the villagers that are in the area that you just finished and like uh you can get items from them and adopt the animals from there and just run around and like find all of your different secrets. And then you get like, what what do they call them? Like, what's it called? Like friend points or engage points or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I know there's so many different little things and like, it feels like, and they only cost you a dollar for like a pack of 50. So it's not that big of a deal. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Oh God. Imagine dude. God, that that I I don't want to imagine that. Uh, <laughs> that sorry, I can't stop imagining it though, and it threw me off. Uh, I it, it, okay, I remember what I was gonna say. It, it feels like one of those games where every single time I sit down to play, I'm coming across more and more stuff. And mm. um, I know that they have had this in previous titles i'm pretty sure unless i'm thinking of a different game but they've got that multiplayer 
where you can um, take a turn and then it passes it off to like someone else to like continue that battle. And I always think that stuff like that is super cool. Just like a really interesting way to um, connect with other people without like even communicating at all. It's not like the ideal way every time, but it's an interesting way. And um, I just think it's a fun little extra system that you don't even have to ever uh, engage with. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it has not beat out three houses for me, but mm. it's been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed my time with it. And, uh, I, it's, it's, it's really fantastic and it definitely looks better. Um, yeah, especially in motion than three houses did, but so far, at least, uh, as of time room of recording, uh, I enjoy the cast of characters of three houses more than, than that and engage, but not I by can see like that. any sort of drastic amount because I do I, really like the characters and engage. Yeah, it is strange to me too how that's even possible with the fact that like uh, three houses was like had so many characters that were split between like three ha- three houses and you like had three different paths to choose from. But but I think that I think that premise was so unique too. It's like this one feels much closer to the traditional Fire Emblem shit of like. Oh, Dragon Lord, you go and fight the big bad Snake Man. <laughs> can I can I touch your chest and like let's have tea? It just feels like it just feels very much to me like I don't know. People really don't like Fates, and I don't want to compare it to Fates because I then I know people will be like, ah, oh, ew. But to me, so far at least, the story feels a bit closer to like the simplicity of something like Fates. Um, I, I like the straightforwardness of it. Uh, but the mission design is better though. I think that was people's main problem with fates was the mission design was kind of shit. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like engage. I'm not, I'm, I really should not be like talking about it this much in detail either. Cause I have not played very much of it. And then I also started my save over so I could play as, as the girl <laughs> instead, <laughs> uh, because there is a cool feature in this where you can get gay married. Well, you can't actually get married, but you can pursue same sex relationships. Uh, it's like, it's all just open to anyone. Everybody's by in this game. So it's, you can just be, you just be with whoever you want to be with, which I think is cool. And is the way it should be in the first place. Um, but yeah, it's like, I was like, if I can be a girl, then I'd like, and I can still like date girls, then I'm going to play as the girl character. Cause I just like her design better, but yeah, it's good. Um, I like fire emblem engage. I am excited to play more of it, uh, here in just a little while when, when the show's over, <laughs> trying yeah. to think anything else to say about it. Yeah. Talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I should play some more of that tonight. Cause that does yeah. sound pretty good. It is pretty good. It's, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know really what else to say about it. Um, I just, I, I think it's fantastic and I, I'm happy that, that the game proved me wrong. Um, again, yeah, (laughs) I feel like it doesn't happen all that often, but fire emblem sure seems to be good at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems to be really good at like releasing a trailer and then having me go, Hmm, I don't know. And then suddenly when it comes out being like, yeah, no, this rocks. (laughs) That's happened to me with like the last, I don't know, not, I guess any, all of them after awakening, 
I think, were like that. No, Echoes I was pretty fucking excited about because I've always liked Gaiden a lot. So Echoes I was pretty... But like with Fates, I was like, mm, I don't know about this feudal Japan stuff. And then like with Three Houses, I was like, mm, I don't know about how realistic this... Like all the character designs look. Um, and then with this, like it's... Yeah, it's it was a similar thing. But I'm really interested to see what they do with this series. It's very cool to... I saw someone tweet the other day it, it, like it's i can't believe that nintendo are the ones at the forefront of the strategy rpg genre right now <laughs> um and that is a very weird thing to think about but and i but I, they they really are and they they seem to be like completely okay with mixing this franchise around and trying new stuff with it um which kind of puts it in line with how they treat their other franchises so i i still hope that it has uh, some long legs I, I was thinking the other day how crazy it was that they almost didn't even localize Awakening. Um, and that Awakening was just supposed to be like the last hurrah for the I, series because I, I think they about were just that, like, like, yeah, no one. I think about that every like, time we get a Fire Emblem game. Hey, remember how Awakening was gonna, originally going to be set on the moon too? <laughs> I, what? I didn't know this. What? <laughs> yeah. Originally, Awakening was supposed to have more of a sci-fi setting and they were going to set it in space. What? <laughs> yeah. Did anything from that carry over to the final game? Like any ideas or anything? I have no idea. I mean, it has like the time travel stuff. So you could kind of, I can kind of see it. That's Um, insane. Yeah. (laughs) I would honestly, at this point, like with how much, with how much they've mixed up the series and everything, I'd honestly be pretty cool with that. If they were just like, all right, here's the next fire emblem. And it's just, you know, like it's like fire emblem fates, but like we're in like a fucking cyberpunk future and they're using lightsabers. Like I'd be like, you know what? (laughs) Okay. I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> That's so weird. I I mean, like, I I could see them making it work somehow, but man, yeah, what? <laughs> it's bizarre. It is bizarre. It's almost as weird as a Final Fantasy game set in a similar setting. But it once you do it, if you can make it work, it works really well. Yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah, I, that, it's that's, like that's like that's true. That's, that's what Seven was, and then it's yeah. like, oh, it worked. So. Um, all right. Well, yeah, Fire Emblem Engage is good. It's available now on the Nintendo Switch for $59.99. There's also a season pass, um, which I think the first batch of that pass is already out, and I am very tempted to buy it. The season pass is like 30 bucks on its own, and uh it has the first one has quite a bit of content. It's already got like new summons or not summons, you know what I'm saying? New stands. <laughs> I'm just gonna call them stands, <laughs> whatever they are. New emblem warriors, whatever. Uh, and the first, and the first one you get is all three of the main characters from, or the, the main houses leaders from three houses uh, as one, you know, engage ring. And then you also get Tiki, the dragon girl that everybody likes, uh, as well. And then I think they have some extra items and outfits and stuff in there. But one of the packs coming up. Or, or two of them, one or two of them are going to have like actual new story missions and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's that's what's going to get me is if unless I just hear that those story missions are like dog water, I'll probably yeah. pick it up for that. Yeah. If they have if they have new outfits that I like, then I will buy it. <laughs> if I see like, <laughs> oh man, those outfits are cool, then I'll, that'll that'll definitely draw doesn't, me in. Doesn't so. take much. <laughs> no, it's that's my that's me, dude. Like, I, if you let me play dress up, like I'm I'm in. But all right, Fair. well, I guess I, I think it's pretty safe to assume that we're both giving Fire Emblem Engage a buy it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what I would give it. So, um, and even though I. 
I shouldn't be giving it a score because I have not played it enough, but you have, so I'll, we'll take it. And I'm sure we'll talk about it some more in future episodes and things anyway. Yeah. Um, all also, right, well. Nintendo's oh. not going to yell at us. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't buy it. Isn't that nice, man? Isn't that nice we don't have a review code so we don't have to, uh, yeah. <laughs> to actually like to actually do anything um, resembling real journalistic integrity. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about next, but that, I guess, there you go. There's the games we were going to talk about. You want to jump into some listener questions? Oh, I'd love to, but there aren't any. (laughs) I mean, there's ones that we haven't covered before. Oh, are there? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do those. We'll do, let's do some listener questions. Okay, um, and it also looks like maybe we're getting one here live in the middle of a <gasps> recording. Uh, oh. But I will start with the question from Goblin Heath. They ask, okay, you're playing an adventure game where throughout the game you find treasure chests that hold health potions in them. You can only hold nine potions in your bag. When you get to a chest that has a potion in it, but you can't take it with you because you already have nine potions with you. Do you normally a leave the potion in the chest and come back to it later when slash if you need it or B use a potion you already have, then take the potion from the chest. Uh, That's so you always use the potion you have. I don't have enough. I don't have enough information here. Like, Oh, okay. would the is is anyone injured like where like more mm. than like a hp point like is the potion actually going to like matter mm. because if it's not going to matter like i'll just leave it there because like maybe i'm gonna have to backtrack later and or maybe i go into the next room and have a really hard fight and then i can just go back and grab that potion I don't give a shit. I'm blasting all my potions. <laughs> like I just no, at this point. So I, I I used to be one of these people who would like hang on to everything and finish the game with like. But then I remember I beat when I beat Final Fantasy nine. I think I finished the game and I had ninety nine high potions and ninety nine potions and like I think like eighty something or seventy something of the ancient potions. And I was like, why didn't I use these to make my life easier? And ever since that time, when I when I am injured. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like using up my character's MP or whatever. I I just fucking blast those potions because it's like I just, I don't want to be stuck with them later. They're just gonna, you know, they, or else I'm gonna run into this situation more. So I really actually run into this situation uh, as much these days. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me, I'm just like, you know, I don't know what the future holds. I might need to come back. <laughs> but if it's like again if it's a situation where it's going to make somewhat of a difference then i'll do it i i use the uh mario kondo method when i'm organizing my inventory does the potion spark joy does the potion spark joy do i need to keep it no it's just taking up space in my inventory so it gets used (laughs) (laughs) with potions with like regular potions too it's pretty easy because like you you get like a, a few hours into the game and it's like who cares like you don't need that anymore yeah uh 15 hp just blast it uh all right here's another question from hopscotch plus they ask what game has your favorite sprites not necessarily the most detailed or nicest looking just what you like the most oh damn that's a good one so that's a hard question 
I have a couple that come to mind immediately. Okay. One of them being just original Pokemon blue and red. I just like <laughs> you love those derby some, boys. Some of them look real fucking stupid. <laughs> like they look real, real dumb. Like it it's like, like it's like old bad dinosaur sh- artwork. Yes. Like, yes. It's the like same for, energy. It's like yeah. someone should have put this, this man down. Like he's too <laughs> stupid to live, but I love him. Yeah. Uh, and then I hate, I hate how like, how like social media in the modern day and like marketing and stuff has made it to where there's like, like products have to be on model. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. like when when like when Dragon Ball Z was popular when we were kids, you'd like go to buy like a Goku toy and it would just look so fucked up, but like that's what you love about it. Like you like Yeah, you, like we were watching It should look a little off model. We were watching that video yesterday of um that lady like showing off the the, the like bootleg Ultraman <laughs> and like yeah. Godzilla toys. Uh, those yes. were so they, like did they and look- his icon and Godzilla's iconic cum blast <laughs> like because he's got he's doing the atomic breath and it's just like all droopy and clear it's like yeah they they don't necessarily look traditionally good but it makes me so happy to look at them um yeah all right the other one that came to mind like almost immediately was um Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap. Oh, that's a good one. Really like the sprite work in that. I think that there's just some gorgeous, gorgeous stuff in there. Uh, I could go on and on with answers to this question, honestly. Um, Hopscotch threw out Golden Sun. They said that that's one of their favorites, and I think that's Hmm. a really good answer. That's an interesting choice since most of those characters are just like, like 3D what do you call that? Like pre, like pre-rendered sprites. Yeah. But you know, the heart wants what it wants, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Das Whalebeard, uh, said fire emblem on Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Those sprites are incredible. And like the way they're animated is so good. Yeah. That's a really good answer. Um, I think mine would be one of mine would definitely be like metal slug three. Um, I know it's like Ooh, a kind of yeah. kind of a cop out because it's like you know also some of the best sprite animation ever. But there's just so much personality in those sprites. They're really really good. They look They're great. Fantastic. Yeah, I love it. And it's like whenever I see like you know a Metal Slug GIF or something on like uh, Tumblr, like I gotta reblog that shit. It's so good. Um, I think another like I think another one that's my favorite is you know, and this is kind of copying you a little bit, but it's Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching this week like a video of Tim Rogers walk. He was kind of walking through uh, the first half hour of Link's Awakening, which he has completely memorized in every room, every screen and the entire order of the whole thing. He has completely memorized. It's crazy. And he was like walking through and he was talking about the sprite work, even though it wasn't in front of him. He was doing it all by memory. And um, and it's, it's stuff I hadn't noticed before, like the, the tiny ways that like um, that game changes Cause it's only four colors, right? But just the ways that it changes, like just a, a floor texture to be a gray square with like four black dots. And then suddenly it's sand. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And like, yeah. and there's no point in that game where you don't know what's going on or where you are. Um, it's, and, it's yeah, just it's cool. one of those like really cool examples of, I mean, pixel art in general, really, I guess is an yeah. example of this, of like, um conveying a lot with a little like yeah um man speaking of pixel art 
that does that that makes me think of unpacking which we also were talking about yesterday like yeah there's some incredible art in that game and like you know it's brought up a lot but those um that like set of gamecube games that you move from location to location in in that game they're like such a small amount of pixels but you can tell exactly what game it is and it's just amazing it's just wild to me that they're able to do that yep it's pretty cool that's a good game man what a great game now i want to play unpacking again Um, yeah i was i was thinking about doing that actually i think i might that's one i think i might hang on to for a while like just let like let it sit there and like forget some of the stuff and then go back and play it once i've you know once it's been a few more years uh, now that i'm actually thinking about it um i'm trying to think i want like one more example and i'm trying to think of one how about I so did you have one you wanted to mention? I had like a couple more pop in my okay. head. I well, one of them was one that I thought you were going to mention, which was Final Fantasy Six. I I thought yeah. you'd bring that one up. Um but the other one that was one that really came to mind quickly was um Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town. Mm. Another one that, with pre with pre rendered sprites actually. Yeah, I I really yeah. like the stuff in that. Yeah, it's good. Those are, so the ones in, in Friends of Mineral Town are actually based on the sprites from. Oh fuck! What's the PS One one called? What's the PlayStation Harvest uh, Moon? Oh man! I uh, back. I back also to nature. I, yes, you're right. I also never realized that Friends of Mineral Town is just a remake of Back to Nature. I never knew that. Oh, huh. um, it they're literally the same game. And when I played it as a kid, I think I realized that because I played a lot of Back to Nature and then was like, huh, interesting. And then just never thought about it again. But it's like, yeah, it's a straight up remake. Um, also makes sense why I didn't connect with that game as much as a kid because um, I'd already played a ton of Back to Nature. Um, I want to think of like one more example, but I have my Switch in front of me rather than anything that has pixel art. Um you know, I'm going to say it's probably just because I've been playing it recently, but um, no, it's actually not. I, I'm going to say Tactics Ogre, The Night of Lotus, and I think probably the first Tactics Ogre as well, because they have very similar. I think they might even be the same sprites in a lot of instances. Um, but I just remember playing Tactics Ogre as a kid and like those little sprites, those like, you know, if you've, played, if you've played like Final Fantasy Tactics or something, you kind of, or even Advance, like you kind of know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? By those SRPG sprites that kind of move around like a isometric battlefield. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of incredible how well animated they are and how expressive they can be, like how they can do like cutscenes and stuff with those little sprites uh, and how much motion they can put into those characters. Um, like I'm sure most people have probably played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance rather than like Tactics Ogre, but it's a very similar thing. You know, you think about like that snowball fight at the beginning of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and it's like it's just i don't know it's so good it's animated so well and there's just you know you can tell when a character's like angry or when they're excited or when they're scared or you know sad or whatever even though they're just like the tiniest little sprite on your game boy advance screen and uh, yeah i'd say those are like probably my favorite sprites ever um god what a good yeah. game it's really impressive what they can do with sprite work yep it's good i like it people talk about how it's just a nostalgia grab, but I don't think that's true. I think that uh, you can do a lot of cool, unique things with it that, um, you know, wouldn't be possible if you were just hand animating everything. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess 
I guess those are my examples. Um, okay. Do we have any more questions? We do. Um, live, as we're recording, we had some more come in. Uh, ben Raymer asks, if Sega made a follow-up to the Game Gear in 97-98 as part of the introduction to new Sega post Bernie Stoller saying Saturn is not our future slash led into Dreamcast, <laughs> what do you think it would have been like? What are some Ooh. launch titles and what would the power slash uh, or sorry, the power spec slash form factor be like? Would it have uh, done better or worse than the Game Gear or be lost between Japan going for the Wonder Swan and the U.S. getting general handheld gaming apathy? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, man, I need to like think about that one for a while. Um, I've never thought about this, but that's so good. I think so. It's post Saturn but before yeah. Dreamcast, I think, cause I, cause like we kind of got a glimpse of this from some stuff that happened on like the wonder Swan or the, um, or like the Neo Geo pocket. And if that's the case, I think, I think there would definitely be a Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be similar to the ones on the Neo Geo pocket. So it'd probably, or like Sonic advance, for example. Um, yeah, I think it would be, so I think there'd be a Sonic game for sure. I think there would be, it's like after the Saturn, like they learned that lesson. Like they were like, okay, we have to keep making Sonic video games. Yeah. I think there would, I think there would have been a really shitty Knights game. Um, oh, or you, uh, you like, could just say a Knights game. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's a, there's actually a Game Boy Advance Knights game that you can play. I think if you plug your Game Boy Advance into like a GameCube with, sonic adventure 2 battle or something um or maybe it's maybe it was billy hatcher i've been billy hatcher it's like i could see i could see that such a funny like series of words you're saying (laughs) (laughs) like i could see like like something like that being on like a a handheld especially from that era that just feels like a like a fake wonder swan game to me (laughs) yeah i think they i think if this uh theoretical handheld had existed it would have mm-hmm. meant that we wouldn't have had VMUs. Yes. Um, oh, that's a good point. And this would have like connected to the Dreamcast in some form. Yes. And the Dreamcast mm-hmm. would have just had memory cards. Um, but you know, probably be a form pretty similar to a Game Boy Color. I'm gonna guess because that was. You know the Game Boy had really taken off with Pokemon, so around this time, I, I think e- I think it would have been horizontally orientated, but that's just my theory personally. Well, either way, around this time, um, I think they probably would have tried to have some sort of Pokemon competitor, and oh. maybe they would have done that at, like maybe with Fantasy Star. I don't know, For, um, or like a full Mon- like Chow Chow game <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I guess that would have been post adventure, so that wouldn't have that wouldn't have quite worked out. But maybe it would have, have led done, into adventure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was leading into yeah. adventure. They could have uh, had like some sort of two D Sega Rally game. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I'm. I think. I also think that they would have done like, like I was just thinking. Um, oh shit! I just lost it. What was that called? Ah oh, fuck! No, never mind. You can say what you're going to say. I totally, I totally lost my train of thought. There was, was one just that, thinking, I just, that just came to me. I was just thinking of other like potential games that we could have seen on there. Um, oh, I think, I, I think there would have been like, 
I know the Neo Geo Pocket Color did this, but I think that they would have either tried to get, and I think this is one of the reasons why maybe it didn't, they didn't do it, is because like the Neo Geo Pocket Color also kind of drew a lot of the market that feels like would be the Sega market. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff on the Neo Geo Pocket Color just kind of feels very Sega to me, yeah. um, aside from like not having any racing games. I think there would have been like some sports stuff. I also think that it would have had a fighting game. Um, I don't know if it would have been Virtual Fighter specifically. Yeah, I was about but, to say something about like a Virtual Fighter or yeah, like um, maybe even some sort of Soul Calibur or. Um, they were really tight with Capcom at the time, and not really the Soul Calibur thing didn't come until like because Namco was still like a PlayStation publisher at that point. It felt like, and so I think there would have you would have seen a pretty big Capcom presence. Like I, I think you would have probably seen like a Mega Man game or maybe like something close to like the Mega Man Extreme games for the Game Boy Color, where they kind of like mashed together some stuff from different Mega Man X games. Um, and I also e- easily could see them doing like, uh, you know, a Street Fighter Alpha 3 port or a Street Fighter Third Strike demake or something. Yeah. If that nature. Probably would have, probably would have seen some like Poyo Poyo Bust a Move yes. kind of puzzle 100%. Games. Yeah. Launch titles, launch titles, Sonic, uh, a Mega Man Extreme 3, or I don't know when the Mega Man Extreme games came out. Mega Man Extreme, uh, Puyo Puyo is definitely up there. Um, and yeah, some kind of like rally game or sports game would and make like sense a to me. Ren and Stimpy game. <laughs> <laughs> or like yet another version of Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Virtua Tennis. There you go. Oh yeah, virtu- that'd be that'd be super easy. Yeah, virtual tennis. Yeah. You just make a tennis game. Should have been our first answer. Yeah, uh, I, okay. I think it would have been. I think it would have been too close to the Neo Geo Pocket though, because like I'm just trying to picture what a Sega handheld in that area would in that era would look like, and all I can picture is the Neo Geo Pocket in my head. It just would have been very similar to that. I think. <laughs> um. All right, we got one last question uh, from Das Whalebeard, and they ask. Do you think there's a place for a dedicated handheld in today's gaming environment? And if so, mm. what would you want to see from it? I mean, I think absolutely, but yeah. like, do you consider the Steam Deck a dedicated handheld because it can be docked? Do you consider the RG uh, 35XX a dedicated handheld because you can HDMI out and like oh shit you can I didn't po- to it. I didn't know you could do that with that thing. Yeah. Oh, crap. That makes me want one. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I guess it just kind of depends on how you define dedicated handheld. Yeah. But, See, I that's mean, that's my thing is like when I when I hear dedicated handheld, my first reaction is no, because the the space and the expectation of what a dedicated handheld is has changed so much. It's like people want out of their handheld devices, not a device that does everything, but a device that like can do a lot of things and can be used in multiple ways. It's like, it has to be like very adaptable to a lot of different use cases. Like, it's, and that's how I say like the Steam Deck is such a big success. Cause it's like, and I was really curious to see how the Steam Deck would do when it got announced. Cause I was like a little skeptical. I mean, I thought it was cool, but I was skeptical that other people would pick up on it. Cause I was like, Oh, it's another Nvidia shield. Let's see how this, you know, like, yeah. except it's connected to steam, which steam is like a big deal. Um, but it's like, you know, I see the Steam Deck and I'm like, I, I just can't see a console that's not made by Nintendo ever being less limited than the Steam Deck. Like the Steam Deck is just so open-ended in a lot of ways. Not not every way. 
it, that I can't I can't see a console just like not letting you I don't know, connect it to a TV or use wireless controllers yeah. with it or I don't like, know. I think I just think it's become so easy to connect these handhelds to a bigger screen and yeah. with like having Bluetooth be there, it's just like And it's such a big value proposition. It's like yeah, the fact that you can wild. do that. Like, why would you not do that? The yeah, I think anything that uh, wouldn't be dockable is just gonna fall into like a boutique niche market, like the yep. Playdate. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm like I'm. I think people are gonna keep buying handhelds. I don't think that's going anywhere. No, but um. Like if you were if you were to ask me like is there a place in this market for a dedicated handheld I would say yes it's called the Nintendo Switch like that is yeah that is the dedicated hand I mean yes it's super fat you can't put it in your pocket like I understand that but like that that is what people expect out of a quote unquote handheld console now it's, and and people do bring their Switch around with them yep. and I would say if I had to guess I would guess that at least eighty percent of like Switch game time across like the world and like cross all switches is handheld gameplay and yeah. like if not more than especially that. with when you consider like the light can't even dock yep yep um yep which is stupid i wish that and, they could dock and just do like 720p like it, that'd be fine it, but yes, it's so silly I'm it can't dock <laughs> completely agree but yeah. i think that was a uh probably them trying to cut costs so that they could sell it at a cheaper price and not include a dock with it because if they made yeah. it where you could dock it but didn't include a dock I think they would have got a lot of shit um, <laughs> but yeah I I just think that the definition of a dedicated handheld has evolved and I, I also would consider the Switch a dedicated handheld because mm -hmm. to me a dedicated handheld is can you always play this without it being connected to a TV? Like, do you lose functionality without docking it? And yep. you, I mean, the Switch, no. The Steam Deck, no. Like, yeah. I mean, you might get a bump in resolution or something, or like better cooling or something like mm -hmm. that when you are docked, but it's not anything that makes that big of a difference. And it's also like those devices, like all the hardware exists in the handheld device. Right. You know, yeah. it's like there's it, no like graphics intensive hardware inside any of those docks. And I think when it comes to and I guess like because you just mentioned the RG335 or whatever it's called, um, which is the new Ambernic like vertical device. It's like if even that is doing HDMI out, like that is our classic handheld console. Like if a Game Boy Color was released today, it would have an HDMI out. You yeah. know, it's just, it just would, it's just, it doesn't make sense to not have that. And so I, I would still consider those dedicated handhelds. I, I don't know. Like I, it's sure. I sure. I would love a tiny device that fits in my pocket and can play like, you know, exclusive, interesting little games built for that device specifically. But I, like I said, it's, I just don't think that's a thing. Like it's just, our, that device is your phone. Now, now you expect a game device to be, this thing that can play Skyrim and in order to do that it has to be the size of a Nintendo switch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. something that I just thought about when you were talking about like, Oh yeah. If the game boy color came out today, it would have HDMI. Mm -hmm. They, 
that you're totally right because on the Super Nintendo you had the Super Game Boy and if they yep. could have like you would have just been able to buy something to hook your Game Boy up to the TV. Yep. With the Game Boy Advance, you had the Game Boy player for the GameCube. Like and hell, even just, the PSP had like component out. Does that make it not a dedicated handheld? I Yeah. And I don't know. If, if they had had, you know, if it weren't for the fact that it was touchscreen, you know, the DS would have had something like that. And even for sure, then like you had DS games on the virtual console for the Wii U. Speaking of that, there was some stuff that came out on Twitter either. I think it was last week that, um, a DS box is coming for like that. You can, where you can like take a DS light and stick the guts in a box and play it over HDMI on your TV. That is, current, that, is current, that is currently in the works. I can't remember what the Game Boy Advance version uh, of that's called. It's like the, the, that's been really popular. Game Boy Consolizer? Yes, there's a DS Consolizer on the way, I think from the same huh. people. Very excited that's for weird. that because I have an extra DS Lite that is like kind of my junk DS Lite that I just take yeah. take parts from, and I'm I, that, that guy is totally going to become that. Yeah, so. I'm going to keep an eye out for a good deal on a DS Lite just to have for when that eventually happens because that yeah. would be really cool yeah are they gonna just put the second screen like side by side on the tv or i bet they'll have like a button or a button combination where you can switch how the screens are displayed if they're smart that that would be my guess yeah, yeah. um but yeah i would probably think it'll be either side by side or you know you can choose and have it stacked on top of each other although i do have a personal preference for having one screen very large and the other like up in the upper right hand corner like a mini map or something um i think that works for a lot of ds games especially if you can like swap the screens back and forth um anyway but yeah it's and and it's also like if you think about it too because we think like well a dedicated handheld like i want something that's like smaller well also just game hardware in general has just gotten massive because people like expect like our consoles (laughs) Like, think about, like, the PS5 compared to, like, the PS1. <laughs> it's like, like, the the difference in size alone is insane. So, of course, now, like, a handheld is, you know, if, if, if it needs to have a fan and a big battery and, uh, you know, all the silicon inside of it and the controllers need to, you know, do X, Y, and Z, uh, not buttons, but you know what I'm saying, like, have all these yeah, different functionalities yeah. that we expect them to have. Um, it's like, it has to be the size that it is kind of, uh, you know, you need like full analog sticks or else people will shit on it. You need, you know, (laughs) all this crap. And so it's like, yeah, when you add all that together, that equals the Nintendo switch that they, that is as well engineered as they could do it, especially in 2017. And I will not be surprised if the switch two or whatever is like the same size, um, maybe even bigger. God, I hope not, but. I could see that happening. Um, and it's like, yeah, and that's just kind of the story of game hardware in general because game hardware is becoming, you know, more and more like a computer. It's it's not the same as it used to be. They don't make them like they used to, yep. sadly. <clears throat> that's just how it be. That is how it be. Buy a Switch Lite. That's your dedicated handheld. I'm yep. sad to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this. I honestly think the Switch is a pretty, I mean, like, yeah, I wish I could put it in my pocket, 
Um, and I would love God. Like, I just, I never even thought of this, but if like the switch two is coming out and they like announce it and they're like, Oh, and by the way, available this fall, the switch mini. And it's like the size of a PSP. Oh I would my lose God. my mind. I would lose my mind. Like, I'd be <laughs> that so would be excited. amazing. I'd be so yeah. stoked. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't think that's going to happen because the switch light, honestly, like for, for like the size of screens that these devices are or that these games are designed for, like works for that purpose. And it, it's still, it's still pretty portable. I mean, when our phones are like as big as they are on their own, you know, like a switch light is a pretty reasonable size, I think. So, yeah, I think so. Especially like, I don't know, people carry bags. Like that's just yeah. a thing that yes. happens. People just do yeah. that. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. Although I will tell you, I would love a little uh, console that could just get the shit beat out of it and, and survive that I could just give to my child in a few years. But it's I don't know like, if that's going to happen. That's a Game Boy. Yeah. And see, like that's what I'm thinking is probably when that time comes, I'll either get him like an old DS or just buy him one of these like Ann Bernick devi- devices and be like, OK, there's your handheld game device. And that's fine. Like that's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's I mean. It was good enough for us, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go emulate some PS1 games. That's there's 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 a lot of cool PS1 games I know you haven't played yet. And um yeah, or just go get I mean like honestly, like I've been really enjoying just playing my old Game Boy, playing my GBA, playing my in you know, there's there's still tons of stuff on there I had never got around to trying out and um and and like you said the play date. It's like there's all like all those things, the playdate's like if the playdate had like exploded and been like this <laughs> massive success, I would have been like, oh shit, like yeah, there's a there's a demand for more of this. But like the playdate got tons of press, people know what it is, like and it's you know it's sold and like it's like out there and it is releasing slowly and like the pocket had some hype behind it, but like I just I just think those devices are it's such a I don't know, a niche market or just like there's such boutique devices that and look at how much those devices cost. Like look at how much a play date costs, you know? Mm-hmm. If you want a, a small handheld that's only gonna be playing games that are built specifically for that console, like first of all, that's a massive risk, um, like financially for for someone to go into, but it's also like that's a hard sell for the consumer, you know? Yeah. Anyway. That's fair. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, that was it. That was it on questions. You're <laughs> okay. you're the host. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. I kept thinking you were the host. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, those are our questions. Uh, thanks for sending them in, guys. I next time we'll ask a little sooner. Sorry, we were uh, we forgot again. But I'm glad you guys got some in at the last second. And if you sent some in that we didn't get to, I'm sure we'll get to them uh, in our next episode, like we usually do. So. Um, all right. I'm not sure what we'll talk about for our next episode. Is there anything coming up here pretty soon that we're like, I guess theater rhythm, theater rhythm, I'll be picking up probably. And then, uh, sounds like we are pretty likely to have a direct. Ooh, yeah. We haven't had one of those in a while. That'll probably be our next episode is, you know, the Nintendo direct, whatever whatever that happens. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. I'm going to play the shit out of that new Yakuza game when it comes out. There's also some eShop stuff that's been hitting that I want to get to and I just haven't been able to. I really miss just like talking about little indie games on the show. Um, but Oh, yeah. You know. I also have this SpongeBob game sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> going to play that at some point. 
yeah, we'll have some stuff to talk about. All right. Well, I don't know when the next episode will be exactly. Uh, I think we'll wait and see a bit on this Nintendo Direct rumor mill and see if that's coming soon uh, to try and time it with that. Because um, if we push it too soon, it's going to happen again where we record an episode and then that fucking direct happen- <laughs> announcement comes <laughs> as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> yep. So we will try and uh, keep that from happening if we can. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the episode. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, once again, you can find us on Twitter at Pocketoid. Um, you can find our website at Pocketoidpodcast.com to find links to all of our cool stuff. Uh, and I want to say thank you to my great co-host, Addison, for recording another episode. Um, and yeah, I think that... I think that that's all. Oh, yeah, we need to record. We need to thank the people that let us use their music. Thank you to uh, Hyper Potions for letting us use their song Time Trials for our intro. And thank you to Sound Market for letting us use his song Hut by the River, which is a remix from Pokemon Snap for our outro. Um, I That's all the stuff that we have to talk about. So I hope you guys have a great week and play some cool games. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you later. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.